You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Teen Wolf After Show. Hello, AfterBuzzers. We're here doing another AfterBuzz TV after show for MTV's Teen Wolf Season 3, Episode 19, Lotharia Volpina. I'm your host this evening, Kristen Elizabeth Snyder, and joining me, AfterBuzz TV host, June Lee. Hey, everyone. Our special guest this evening plays Peter Hale on MTV's Teen Wolf. Please welcome Ian Bowen. Hello. So great to have you in studio again. It's always such a pleasure. It's fun to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so this episode, once again, they step it up another level. I just... Team Wolf, every single week, it's just fascinating. It's like movie quality. We're always on the edge of our seats. It's so unpredictable. You never know which characters are going to become allies and which characters are going to become enemies. What are you guys' like initial thoughts on this episode? Well, it's, uh, it's why the writers are so crazy and, and the production, they're going nuts because they, each, they have to top themselves each week and after you know, this many yeah. seasons and this many episodes. They're like, how do we maintain what people expect and deliver the quality and have new stories and new characters. It's like, how do we achieve it? And they're pulling Absolutely. their hair out, and they do it each time. And- <laughs> yeah, but it works every single time. There's magic delivered to us every yeah. episode. I feel like they put ideas in a fishbowl, and they pick one out, and they're like, we are figure- going to figure out like how this is happened. I can't even yeah. imagine what the writer's room is like when they have to sit around a table and come up with ideas and figure out what yeah. can work. And... Uh, yeah, no, I would. I don't want any part of that. But it's <laughs> it's happening. It's, it's as exciting as ever. You know, the the fans are watching it more than ever. We've had some of the highest rated episodes of the whole series only like a week or two ago, and that's just stunning to be in the, in mid run and have have the response be that great. It's really exciting. It makes us feel good, and so we're happy to keep working hard. You guys are definitely yeah. breaking some ground uh, for MTV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Riddle really stepped it up. I think like to a whole other level. Yeah. You guys come closer. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the episode. So we see, you know, Peter shows up at the high school passing out his number to uh, Lydia's mom so he can quote unquote test her hearing. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you're so charming. What do you think? Oh, you know, give you. the audience, you know, some advice. What's like the best way to hand out your number? Like pretend to be some guy you're not? Like In what? real life? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've seen you do it on Teen Wolf. I'll tell you, it's actually, it's pretty easy. Um, like I, not, God, this sounds like a pickup line or something, but like if you're really <laughs> into something that, or you've been talking to somebody, whatever, or even if it's a stranger across the room, if you just say, I'm, I'm, you're stunning to me and I would love to talk to you and, you know, can you call me if you want? And it's that simple. If someone's interested in you, they will. And if they're not, they won't. But other than if that, if that doesn't work, then it's, she's not down. <laughs> so I just think it's that easy and just be honest. I guess you're right because the problem is people are too afraid to be honest and like drop their pride mm-hmm. and just let their feelings come through right. and what they say to each other. You see that all the time and I'm so glad we get Styles a lot on the show just dropping his pride with Lydia. He used to do it more so mm-hmm. than he does now. But just, you know, just laying it out there, you know, your feelings and if people want it, they'll come. And I still think she's going to come back around for him. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one's got that's the long game. That, we've got a lot of time left to do that, and it's mm-hmm. it's more exciting to, to bait it out than to if you know quickly deliver it. Then it's it's like finished. So we need to mm-hmm. we need to use that because it's just such a great dynamic between them. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to see that we got Allison and Lydia's relationship and their friendship sort of back on screen because that had disappeared for a little while. And, of course, Lydia, you know, wants to find out what Peter wants, so she takes mm-hmm. Allison as protection. Mm-hmm. And Jeff said in a previous interview that we were going to get another, like, banshee here so that we could, you know, have someone train her. So is Peter a banshee or is he just knows the ways of the world? I think he knows of it and he, I wouldn't say he is a banshee himself, but mm-hmm. he knows how to get um, from her what he needs. And it goes all mm-hmm. the way back to the very first episode when Derek and I are chained up and we've you know gone to get these claws. Like, I've had this plan going for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he's he's been gone a little bit here and there. And there's a lot of different storylines this season, a lot of different characters and new people that we just don't have time to do everything. So sometimes mm-hmm. things drop away. And we got a great opportunity to see Lydia and Alice and also me – I got to work with Crystal, which I almost never do. Our characters, mm-hmm. have, we don't get to interact. That was a really, really fun day. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was so much like sass and just tension so going on much. in that room. It yeah. came across so well on screen. What's it like Definitely. working with those two? Like- um, first of all, Holland and I go, you know, we go way back. And we have, we've had so many scenes together. It's always a blast. <laughs> Crystal and I, when we got to set, we were just smiling and we were thinking, <laughs> dude, we get to have so many great moments that are written into this episode, and we can't wait. To have them because we've never gotten to. It's always just been, you know, she wants to kill me or I'm mad at her and we got (laughs) to do stuff. And watching it, like I saw everything I wanted to see and I was just so happy with the way it was cut together. And um, it makes it fun. I love watching them and seeing those things happen. We work hard for them. And when they're there, I'm watching it like a fan. And I want to see the same stuff (laughs) everyone else does. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine being a piece of the show, just uh, one piece, and then seeing it all come together, you know, like it does on screen. It's just, it's magic. It really is. When people, you know, the magic in Hollywood, it's really there. And it takes a lot of people to put it together. Mm -hmm. But when we all work together, we can see it appear on screen. Especially Mm -hmm. since the scripts are so involved and they're so detailed and there's so much happening. Mm -hmm. Often they're confusing and you have to go back and you're like, I just... Wait, what's happening? And so you, you think you have it all visually in your mind, but when you read it, it's it's harder. So I want to watch and be like, okay, make sure I know what I thought about what I was thinking I was reading and see it. It's like reading your favorite book and they make it into a movie. You're like, I want to see what it really looks like. How um, it translates. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, we, I, I would never even miss an episode. So, of course, Allison, you know, sees that you're trying to manipulate Lydia. She's like, you know, what do you want out of this? Right off the bat. Right off the bat, before you ever help at all. Which, you know, your character, it's very pretty manipulating. What is it like, like, playing that guy who's, you know, always has another another motive that he's kind of keeping from everybody mm-hmm. else? I, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's great fun to... You know, doing straightforward stuff is, you know, is interesting too and cool. Mm-hmm. But when you're so duplicitous and have so many different levels and you can play and still get people to not hate you and like give you the time of day and go, okay, right. mm-hmm. I know you're a terrible psychotic killer, but <laughs> I will listen to you and I might even help you. It's very, very satisfying. Obviously, you know, they have to because that's the, the words and they have to do mm-hmm. whatever. But to make people believe it and go, okay, you know, make the audience go, yeah, okay, maybe she can do that. That's, it's so much fun. Yeah. It's like it's literally yeah. like play, and they build these elaborate <laughs> sets, these playgrounds for us to go and play in. Well, it's kind of like you're also always like the villain that's just always there and kind of accepted as the villain. Like people yeah. have started like to pretty much stop fighting you for the most part. <laughs> and that's a huge <laughs> thing for his manipulation plan is that mm-hmm. he is um, 
he had to take a really long time, like two seasons worth of just going, guys, I'm not the bad guy. Just come on, come on, right? And everyone's kind of on board now, so that's, like, I have them right where I want them, and I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do with it. What? But it's going to be worth watching, <laughs> I can tell you that much. Well, I'm looking forward to it, as I'm sure everybody else is. So the little plan that you set up with Lydia is basically, you know, you're letting her know that it's not the scream that is, you know, her psychic ability. It's it's more so the scream, like, filters all the other sounds out so she can hone in on what the real noise right. is that she needs to and hear. And we've seen that before right. when she thought she was hearing um, the flies. Remember? Mm-hmm. She's like, I keep hearing this buzz and this buzz mm-hmm. and this buzz. Mm-hmm. And finally she screams and then she realized, oh, it's electricity. Mm-hmm. So right. these are patterns that, you know, you might not see, but when you look back, you go, these things are all planned by the writers. Right. And right. It's like, you're like, wow, they, it's really interesting how smart it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling her that, I don't know how I know that, <laughs> but um, it's important because I need her hearing. I need to know what's what this secret is and mm-hmm. I need her to give it to me and to you know she's always reluctantly agreeing to my <laughs> to my plans um, for my my purposes but I've never really heard her yeah I, uh, <laughs> uh, it was then, a flesh like, wound uh, <laughs> letting her bleed out on the little cross field <laughs> It's totally forgettable. I didn't remember until they brought it up. Um, <laughs> you know, so I don't know. He, he he realizes he needs her help, and she needs his help. Honestly, she does. She needs she a needs friend. She has been all alone in this. No one mm-hmm. really there to help her. So it's the last person she wants to help her, but she doesn't have a choice. She's out of options. She's out of yeah, options. Yeah. Totally and you options. need this memory that was stolen from you, from Talia, and it's stuck in the claws, and she's the only one who can hear it. Mm-hmm. So we find out that congratulations, you're oh a father. My <laughs> God. How excited <laughs> were you when you read that script? June and I were talking earlier. I got him, <laughs> honestly, my very first reaction was, I'm not old enough to have a child. <laughs> I don't know why. No one's going to believe this. <laughs> I look, I look <laughs> like a child, right? And everyone was like, Oh, doesn't know. And so I got over that like six weeks later, <laughs> and I thought, okay, this is really interesting. What um, what's going to happen next? Is when, mm-hmm. which is what everybody wants to know is what are mm-hmm. we going to do with it, and who is it? Which we find out as well. Well, Lydia says to you that she doesn't know, but then as immediately when she gets in the car, mm-hmm. she shows Allison that it's Malia. Okay, yeah. right. So we've given that away, mm-hmm. right? So a couple interesting points about that. My character doesn't know Malia. Doesn't know mm-hmm. everyone else does, but Peter right. doesn't know. It's just a name for him. So he's mm. you can see his his wheels turning when he um, and also he doesn't even know it's Malia. Everyone else does, but when he finds out the name, he's going to start going okay. And then an, I have an objective, and here's what I want to do with this. Hopefully, you'll see right? That. I mm. mean. I'm excited for that because I feel like your character could redeem a lot from the audience by mm-hmm. being a father. It changes a man. Completely. And you see it in his <clears throat> eyes, too. Well, your eyes. <laughs> Thank you. So you have a couple ways to go. Like, what is he going to do with it? Does he, does he have any humanity as, as mm-hmm. a person? If you go, you have a kid, they're going to go, oh, my God, i got to go find my kid and be with them. And, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or is he going to do Peter-y things and go, hmm. <laughs> Use that. Use oh. it, right? So we're not, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil that, but you're definitely mm-hmm. going to see what he wants to do. We've got, I think, five episodes left, which is a lot. And that's all, just, a lot can happen. Just under half a season, yeah. So more importantly, I want to know, why did she steal this memory from him? Mm-hmm. I mean, who would take away being a father for someone? 
Well, I think we've established that uh, Talia and I didn't get along really well. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of vitriol for one another, and, and that's a really deep backstory that we may or may not get into. Mm-hmm. But uh, she doesn't like me, and I think that mm-hmm. she is protecting what would is essentially her niece mm. from what she thinks is a threat, which is a bad person. So in an effort right. to save her, and maybe she just uh, just decided to, to steal that and, and say, I'm going to take your child from you for their own good, and that's enough justification, and so you'll never know, and that's mm. it. Well, I hope that we get you know more of that. I'm sure we will, but I'm excited that your father... You know, it's a great way to bring in a new character. <laughs> I can tell it's you're so It's my first fan. time, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. So you're going to have to take some... your father ever in anything? I think so. I'm probably wow. forgetting some. Yeah, I really think it is. Did I... you prep it all? Did you take some parenting classes yeah, when you found you out? No, I buried my head under the pillow and I cried. <laughs> I think you're supposed to celebrate and like go buy a one no, or crib or something. What? <laughs> and then I, when I found out how old, because the, the, she's supposed to be like seventeen. And right? Then I was like, oh Jesus! <laughs> I'm sure it was love. I'll say that. What? <laughs> puppy love. Maybe it was too puppy love. Like the, you know, the high child sweetheart. was born out of love. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love and some, about some Marvin Gaye playing in the background. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. All right, guys. Shoot that scene. That's hilarious. We have a phone call, actually, for you. Someone wants to ask you a question. And guys at home, don't forget, you can call 424-256-1729. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Hi, I'm Carol. I'm from Texas. Hi, Carol from Texas. Hey, Carol, what's going Hi, on? Carol. Did you have a question for Ian? I do, actually. Um, I'm wondering, would you rather play Peter as this kind of psycho villain or as someone who could be redeemed? Hmm, that's a really great that question. That is, I think, I, I, while I love his his sociopathic tendencies, a complete and utter villain is very one-dimensional for me, and mm-hmm. there's really nowhere to go, and at the end, it's just too linear, and Absolutely. it's not as interesting. Mm-hmm. If you have someone that's a normal person that can be redeemed but that does crazy things, it's much more interesting and you can forgive them, which I think Peter has been forgiven for what he does because he's more human. Otherwise, you're just a pat, like, villain that no one can ever root for. I think people are starting to root for Peter a little bit. Mm -hmm. So how's that? It's kind of a a complicated answer, but but both sort of. No, no, it was good. And I also, I just want to say that I completely love Peter, the character, and I love how you portray him. I think you're just a great actor. Thank you so much. That is so sweet. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling in, Carol. Thank you very much. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Your fans uh, love you guys. The team of fans are like no other. They're adorable. <laughs> Seriously. Um, we, I, I, they never cease to amaze me with the level of enthusiasm and mm-hmm. the commitment and the responses and the tweets and the investigations that they do in the stories. You know, and there's a lot of <laughs> supernatural shows mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fans. Ours are different. They're rabid in, in a way that mm-hmm. is. I take a lot of pride in it, and I think they're cool, and I enjoy interacting with them and talking to them, and you know, keeping them happy. 
I mean, you guys are kind of raising your audience, you know? I mean, Jeff always puts those tidbits in there about, you know, high school and how it's hard. And it's kind of like having monsters in your high school. That is that is how bad high school is. Absolutely. Right. I mean, there aren't wolves running around and, you know, enemies and villains and Drox and Peter Hales. But, you know, there it's there are a lot of things that are comparable to it's that. It's totally relatable. Right. This is important to them. It's not just a show. Like, mm-hmm. it means something. Right. It and, does. And I think that they appreciate that as more than just entertainment Um, Mm because a lot of them um, are on just on a little side note are troubled and they have a Mm -hmm. lot of issues Mm -hmm. that are going on there's a lot of bullying and there's a lot of you know LGBT you know people don't understand things and and this show speaks to them in a way that makes them feel human and it's so special and they Wow. Uh, yeah, we get a lot of comments about that, and I take a lot of pride in that, and that's very smart on Jeff's part um, yeah. to just help people and use this form that they're going to look at. Absolutely. And then without them knowing it, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm not a weirdo. I'm, I'm a normal person just like everyone else, and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, dude, if you can do that for people. Right. I mean, no, I've actually never thought like, about you're, it They're all way. heroes for, yeah. for, for that. Yeah, so, I mean... That's really important to me. Absolutely. And, you know, the fans are constantly leaving amazing content. Oh, we have another phone call, so... Bring it. <laughs> Hello, caller. What's your name? Where are you from? Oh, oh Okay, call back. It's call 424-256-1729. We want to hear from you guys. We'll accept your uh, questions yeah, and comments. All right, getting back to the show for a moment before we have our next caller. Um, so Deaton showed us that he is the true druid mafia boss. Like, yep. he will take on whoever he needs to. Yeah, and so cool as a <laughs> cucumber, too, right? Yes. That, uh, that intro scene, he's just like, James Bond. Totally. Exactly. You don't even know this is Teen Wolf right now. Right. It's so surprising, the scenes they throw out mm-hmm. you and the set designs. And we get that, you know, Deaton's in Japan and we are, um, he wanted to poison the dog. He just paralyzed it. Right. And the Yakuza boss so that he could um, get a sample of the Lotharia Volpina which he could use to poison the fox that is currently in Styles, And the way he did it was... That's the best part. No weapons. Yeah. The execution just walked in yeah. stro- and his face. Seth played it so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Just really understated and did it. Never broke anything. Even when the guns came out and the this, he was just like, well, I'm just one step ahead of you. Basically, mm-hmm. I thought right. that was that was a slow clap for sure. I love yeah. that. <laughs> that was a great, great scene. I was really jealous yeah. of, uh, of that piece. <laughs> I mean, we got that whole flashback of where we saw the, you know, the um, Nagitsune, the other one, kind mm-hmm. of be slaughtered over this right. fountain. So mm-hmm. the Lotharia Volpina is very powerful poison that grew in his blood from this fountain. And so th- that is what, you know, Deaton wants a sample of so that he can poison the fox. Right. And it was just so well done. And the fact that all those guys wouldn't go to the garden made the audience very weary. And then we remembered the flashback that we saw earlier. And, yeah, it just... Overall, it was fascinating to watch, and you know it was so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Who Visually from, stunning, and from Deaton, and Who a lot of that Ryan. story. You know, uh, I'm, I think pretty sure Russell directed that episode. You get those elements from the way you know the camera's set up and Dave who shoots it, and, and it's and it's part of the telling that's not just expositional; it's the whole feel. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes when the show feels like a, I'm, you're watching a movie. Absolutely, mm-hmm. and we have another caller. Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Hi, um, I'm Sarah. I'm calling from BC, Canada, actually. Hey, Sarah. What's happening? Good. (laughs) Um, Did you have a question for Ian, Sarah? 
Yeah, I was just wondering if Peter would ever consider uh, teaming up with Dark Styles at some point. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> I think he would definitely consider doing it if he thought he could manipulate him. I think Dark Styles is, he might even be smarter than Peter. So Peter might mm. um, not want to get involved in this one just because it could be too dangerous. But he would absolutely put it on the table. He's probably thought about it. I don't think they get... I know they... Well, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got a spoiler for us. I almost got in trouble, uh. yeah. Um, but uh, this that won't be answered exactly, but I, I will say that there might be an interaction that will give you something mm. more helpful than everything I just said. That's exciting. Yeah. Sarah, <laughs> thank you for calling yep, in. Yeah, thanks for calling. Stay warm. Good night. Good night. <laughs> so let's talk about Isaac a little bit. Um, you know, he tries to help out and he ends up getting electrocuted. Mm-hmm. And we get to see Kira in action in front mm-hmm. of everyone. Oh Again. Gosh, so all that power. That was awesome. Uh, it was super awesome. And I want to know what you guys think is going on with Allison and Scott. Because when they go in to visit Isaac, they're holding hands. And I know a lot of mm-hmm. uh, they have this deep friendship as well. But is the relationship possibly going to be rekindled? I mean, when tragedy happens, it often causes people to reflect and come together and kind of drop, you know, the small stuff. So where do you guys see their relationship? Is this a friendly holding the hands? I don't know. For me, I think it was definitely more about the friendship. I, I, it didn't feel like a romantic, you know, hand holding for me. You know, it was definitely about being there to support Isaac and, you know, just, you know, being there as friends, I thought. I, I was actually there that day when they shot that. For, I can't remember what I was doing, but uh, for some reason I was like, I just want to watch this scene. And I remember mm. them that moment happening. And... It, it. I don't think it's romantic, but what I think is even more important is that after all their past, um, that that is what they do comfortably. That's to where they go to when they need strength and right. support. Absolutely. And it's not just, oh, you're right. my friend and I know you. It's like it's even it's stronger than that. It doesn't have to be romantic or or physical or sexual, but it's right. a it's a bond that these people will always have. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful moment. It was perfectly shot. And we just got it. And we were like, oh, man, that's cool. It like, came across really it well. It came across. Screen. And, it, it, you know, do, do they want us to ask questions? Are they, is it romantic? You know, maybe. Is it suggestive? But I think if you watch it, you just go, these are people that will always love each other, even yeah. if they're not going to be together. That's a great point. And yeah. that's... That's important. You know, it's often hard, especially for teenagers, to rekindle a friendship after having a love with someone. So it's nice to -hmm. see that on Teen Wolf. And perhaps it suggests that we can be friends with our exes because at some point in time we did have that really special connection. Right. And that, yeah. And you'll never never lose that. And and you should have hopefully no regrets and and wouldn't want to change anything when you have these healthy relationships are like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can maintain... Uh, you know, knowing people and still experiencing them. Uh, and it's not just for kids, I'm telling you. I got some gear of my own, yeah. I can tell you. Ex-boyfriends, where you at? <laughs> <laughs> um, so getting back to Isaac, you know, he's in like a coma now, it seems, and he's really not healing. So, mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why, and Scott even tries to absorb some pain for mm-hmm. him, and it doesn't seem to help that much. So hopefully he's going to be okay a little cliffhanger for us to to see what happens with him. Well, you know, on that note, there's there's some rumors swirling that there's going to be 
um, a couple of really important uh, character deaths mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. season, and so I think that, that that is certainly on the table when there's a specific supernatural wound or a special right. kind of hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. That there's times when you know it happened to to Cora, and it, and it's, it's happened to I think Derek. You never know, and and they're gonna they're gonna leave you hanging for a second, and and that you know every everybody's on the table, you know, to be not returning. So right, we have another phone call. <laughs> Caller, what's your name? Where are you from? Hi, my name is Abby. I'm calling from New York. Hi, hey, what's Abby. up, Abby? I just got home from New York. <laughs> Did I see you there? Did we talk? No, I'm sorry. Okay, now it's I a wish co- I would have seen you. No, <laughs> I wish I would have seen you, sweetheart. Did you have a question, Abby, for Ian? Yeah, um, I just noticed that two weeks ago you were on the episode of uh, Beauty and the Beast. I believe I was, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know, how was the supernatural exchange from going to Teen Wolf to... You know, to Beauty and the Beast, and how's the cast? Um, uh, you know, they're they're very similar in terms of um, the creatures on either show. Uh, their their cast was exceptional. I had a fantastic time working with them, as I do with ours. Um, and so it was similar, and you know, familiar. And I, I had a blast. It's always fun to do other stuff and, and play other characters and and work with other actors. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you, you saw it. You were great, and um, you know, and I, I really liked you know you and uh, Kristen's character, you know, together, and you guys bonding, and I would have liked to see you and Vincent more, but thank you, Abby. That's very <laughs> sweet. Jay, who plays Vincent, he's uh, he's a fantastic guy, and I wish them uh, a lot of success on their show. Thanks so much for calling, yes, Abby. And thanks, okay. And, and you rock, Kristen. I, I used to see you on Vampire Diaries, but you know, um. But you're great you. on this show, too. So. Thank you Either so way. much, Abby. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for supporting us at AfterBuzz. We're here for you guys, and we really appreciate the support. Thanks, Abby. Have a good night. Good night. Thanks. Continue success, Ian. Thank Bye. you so much. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> These people, they're amazing. They are. I tell you, it, it, it's just, it feels good to have people like your work. It's like, dude, mm-hmm. thank you. It, uh, we make it so you watch it. So it's all for exactly. them. It's all it, for them. It is. So it's, thank you, guys. Yeah, we really thanks for calling. You can ask it. questions. That's, that's great. So let's go ahead and get into the Argent Derek like love fight relationship. Mm-hmm. So I guess Styles kind of framed Argent and Derek for murder is what they thought, and that's why they were in the police station. Right. So I'm not sure why Styles wanted to even the dark, you know, Kitsune that's in Styles. Um, no Kitsune, why he wanted to blow up the police station, and he wanted you know Argent and Derek to be there to be, and that I think that might be the point is he wanted them to get rid of them. To, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it was nice to see that they become allies because I feel like they both need this friendship. Uh, they do. They have, they're have they very, very similar characters if you sort of break down who they are as personalities mm-hmm. on opposite ends of the hunter, you know, werewolf spectrum. So they're supposed to hate each other, but as men, they're exactly the same. And they both right. have really big hearts. So they just kind of go in different directions. And in the moment where you don't have time to think about it, you just go with your gut, and and that protection mode that kicked in was it's endearing. And these yeah. guys go, we're mm. the same guy. We just we're just on opposite sides, and we can't. Be f- How do we do this? But we kind of like each other, and we're friends. And, <laughs> but and it's it's endearing to watch, and it we appreciate it, and it makes us root for them to figure it out and be together. And every time they're on screen, I would just 
you know, also they're great friends, you know, personally. So it's oh well, that's it, it yeah, it's it, not too hard to be friends on this show then. Yeah, it's not certainly not those <laughs> two guys. They're two princes. I can tell you that. Oh uh, well, Derek seemed to take quite a blow for Argent. All the glass in his back. That was I not know. like a little band aid heel. Yeah, that was gnarly. Yeah, yeah. So it was, you know. I, I think that from now on, you know, Argent will be a lot more accepting of Derek and, and his pack. And, you know, they were always sort of, okay, maybe, not really, I still don't trust you. And now I feel like after this, they can come together, be friends, and solve things a lot more faster. Right, and that'll be fun to watch. Um, you know, we've established that the hunters hunt the wolves, but Derek's not a typical wolf, and he's a good person. He doesn't do anything mm-hmm. bad. He hasn't killed anybody. And, and that he's proven himself now. To Chris, he they could well be allies, always with one eye, you know, oh, over your just yeah. just in case. <laughs> no sleepovers quite yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not gonna make cupcakes together, but we can maybe watch a movie. <laughs> so Scott and Kira, you know, their kiss is always interrupted. So it's been teased for a while. I'm excited for it. I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach gets the hit uh, this week, you know, with the arrow. And it was nice to see him kind of, like, <laughs> freaking out and his kids coming to his rescue yeah. because he's always the one in charge of them. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see that role reversal mm-hmm. and right. to see that, you know, he should kind of give them a little more respect, a little more leeway because at the end of the day, they're going to be there for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would like to – I'm excited to see how this is going to change the way he treats his students after they came to his rescue. What do you well, guys think? so funny just the way like he fell down it was just so cold <laughs> it really it was, was so coach you know what like no one could he do like, oh, he was crap. like oh crap <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect oh, so Adams. Adams. Yeah. he's, he's so such phenomenal. a dear character and we need him so badly yeah. and the interactions are, are, are great and I know that's why I was so shocked when I saw in the teaser that he got you know hurt I was like oh my god is coach gonna die that can't happen I feel like he's going to be alright no he has to be all right. I mean, you never know. I, I tell you what, an arrow through the stomach is no small. That's true. It's no small thing, and they're you know they're gonna they're you gonna can make bite you wait. Him. You can bite him. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, can you imagine Coach as a? Oh my god! It would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that would be genius. Oh it's my idea, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Take credit for that. You heard it first at After Buzz. Take that back to the Absolutely. writers' room. Uh, so we got that Danny and Ethan kiss. Are they rekindling that flame? Uh, can that we look for their relationship? Kiss. I mean, it seemed like Danny wasn't, you know, trying to get away too much, although Ethan was on top of him. It was so cute. Oh, my gosh. I think it's important to always keep the options open with these relationships and never really define them concretely where you can't go back from. So mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. always going to be like, what's going to happen? We're not ever sure. We don't. Once you know, like, oh, if they're set and in and together then it's like well then that's done and we're going to look mm-hmm. for something else but we always right. want to be wondering and that's you know right. they really that's an element that they put in the whole show excuse me but mm-hmm. especially yeah. in the relationships I think we enjoy that you know at the end of the day we want it right now but it, it feels better when we totally. wait totally if the payoff is coming <laughs> late what are you talking about the more about? you know <laughs> I mean you know teen wolf facts <laughs> um, so Kira's parents know way more than they let on 
Totally. Um, we kind of called it from the beginning. We we saw that, you know, that whole dinner scene with her mom and, and knowing that, you know, the father took her name because she was the last of her family. We June and I were immediately like, why is she the last of her family? Mm-hmm. So that struck something with us. And mm-hmm. we get to see, but, you know, we kind of thought she was evil because we didn't know. But, you know, she turned out to be, uh, it seems like, a good fox, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> Mr. Yukamura, he hid the the foxtails in a book at school because kids don't open books at school, apparently. I, you know what, guys? I think you should go open your books at school because <laughs> who knows what you, you will might find. Something you really might find cool. some foxtails. Because apparently teachers do not think you do that. <laughs> um, so she already sacrificed five. Three of the uni were gone, and you know she says that if she has to, she's willing to sacrifice them all. And she mm-hmm. says these ones were going to be more powerful. Mm-hmm. However, she probably didn't know her own daughter was going to kill them. I know. <laughs> right. Um, you know, Mr. Yugamura says we should tell Kira. And, you know, what do you guys think? Are they doing the right thing? Are they helping the right way? Because they're keeping this a secret. I think that if they worked together and obviously spoke with Kira about this, they would have been a lot more effective. Right. I agree. I should. I think they should have told Kira. I don't know. I actually don't know why um, they're keeping it from her. Well, as a new parent, um, <laughs> I'm yes, going to have to start yes. thinking about these things. <sighs> and my initial reaction is to protect them and to not tell them things. And so then I'm thinking, what when I finally meet um, my daughter, am I going to tell her? <laughs> You're so hesitant. <laughs> right, I gotta think this through. Am I gonna say, hey, it's good to see you. I know it's been a while. And so I'm a werewolf, I don't know. And because she might not know. Is, what are you guys I, gonna do? Like, Would gonna, I tell her that? No, I mean, like, where are you together. gonna meet? Are you gonna go at lunch? Like, I'm where do you, tell you take her to get m- play mini golf? Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do with your daughter for the first time? I, uh, <laughs> I think you guys should go running through the forest. You know, what's more bonding than that? Oh my god, but, but to <laughs> go back to your question, like, what would you, what am I gonna tell, am I gonna tell her? No, I'm gonna protect her at all costs and keep her away from all this stuff. Altruistically, I hope, well, no, this is me, my ideas. The, <laughs> the bosses will probably be like, no, no do something no. different. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Peter Parenting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But she'll be all right. Carol turned out fine. I, I feel like the more you tell your kids, the more they'll understand. So when parents always say no, your kid's going to do it unless you give an explanation. And so my kids are going to know everything. And I think that'll help them make better decisions. I love that idea. I agree. I think that's I would concur with that. With many caveats. But in general, yeah, for sure. All right. So let's go ahead and talk about Styles, Dylan O'Brien. Wow. What's not to love there? Mm-hmm. I mean, just his voice and, and his overall appearance and the way he transformed, you know, over the seasons and now into this villainous character. I mean, there's not really a fox in there. It's really Dylan O'Brien <laughs> playing, playing both parts for you guys who don't know and kind of switching his voice. And I mean, you as a villain of the show in general, you can kind of, you know, speak for him. Do you give him any tidbits? Do you do some, like, Peter parenting with styles? Um, you know, lately when I talk to Dylan, it's really just to applaud his work this season. Mm-hmm. I am so beyond impressed mm-hmm. with his acting. Um, just a quick story. You know, back in, you know, 14th century, actors were so good and so convincing that people were afraid of them. They thought that they were ghosts because of the, the way they could change like this, right. that they would mm-hmm. bury them outside of the city. When they Whoa. died because they wow. didn't want the ghosts to come back and haunt them. That's how good they were. And that's wow. how good I feel Dylan is right now. Mm. I am 
blown away by his ability to do this. Um, I cannot speak highly enough for how talented of an actor he is, and it's mm-hmm. a treat to watch him work and to be on set with him as well. Um, so yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying anything to him. I'm just watching in awe. <laughs> I ran into him actually uh, Halloween, and he he had his hair all done. He was like all in character. Well, well, I can't. I think they were trying to be either Ghostbusters. Or something else, him and a group of his friends, um, and they couldn't find costumes. And they were just walking around Ventura, like, aimlessly looking for costumes. But he had his hair done, and it looked phenomenal. (laughs) (laughs) So I suggested a few places, hopefully found the costume. I haven't talked to him. What do you think about Dylan this season? I mean, it's a departure from just styles and funny and cute and awkward to... This like what do you? I'm just in awe, like like you were saying, and I'm just in awe of his talent, and it's just amazing to watch. It really is. They say you know like the comedy and the drama comes from the same place, kind of like the sad clown. Like if you have all that comedy in you, it normally comes from like the drama mm-hmm. side. So, but it's nice to see him play such a different role as the same character. Mm-hmm. I love how he sneaks in like a little bit. Always so, like even when he's the Nogitsune, like when he was under when he was under the MRI machine, you know how he kind of cocks his head a little <laughs> bit. He just finds little ways to add comedy, mm-hmm. even when he's like that scary Nogitsune, and like vice versa. You still you still see that darkness in him, and that sadness when, when he's being funny. Styles too, right? Yeah. I think that's a great point. Mm-hmm. So at this beginning of the episode, he's been missing. And when Scott and the twins finally find him, he says, it's me, it's me, I don't know what I've been doing, but here's all the stuff that I've been gathering. I think something it's for something bad. And, you know, he goes this entire episode playing the Nogitsune, and nobody knows. We all think it was Styles. A hundred percent. You're too. watching the scene, and you're mm-hmm. like... I, I, don't, I don't know. What is, what's he, yeah. is he the good guy in the bag? And he, and he pulls it off. Uh, and it's fun because I want to, yeah. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to figure it out. I think I right. want to figure mm-hmm. it out as, you know, when I'm watching as a fan and you want to spoil it and go, ah, oh, I got it. But it's more fun to let it unfold and be surprised. And that's part right. of the entertainment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they're, they're doing it and it's working. So but what about like Scott and his alpha roar when, you know, the twins had style yeah i mean he showed them who's boss of the pack so but at the end of the day you know maybe he should take advice from somebody because (laughs) they were right (laughs) you're at the top but still you know you have a pack for a reason so don't forget about him um so kira fights scott and he she fights side by side with scott you know with the swords Mm -hmm. and they're killing the uni and they're trying to protect styles Mm-hmm. who is actually the Nogitsune at this point. And yeah. so once they get in there and that turn, the thought of Styles killing Scott, oh. never would I imagine seeing that on screen. What a predictable, like, unpredictable scene that just came across. And I was scared. I didn't know what was happening. He was twisting the sword, obviously causing his best friend pain. Mm. It was unimaginable. What did you yeah. guys feel in that scene? Well, like, that moment that Styles just was like, let's get him in, I was like, something's wrong with that. Like, the real Styles would be freaking out if Scott was hurt, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, and he's, and he's like, grabbing Kira and, like, trying to get them inside. I was like, okay, no, this is bad news. There's a, a lot of polarity in the show um, and opposites between good and bad and dark mm-hmm. and light and... Mm-hmm. and when we cross over, you know, and the um, Styles is the in in Scott's relationship is like the the beacon of of virtue and goodness. And then when you take you know the element and put the bad Styles in and have him destroy that, it's really you know it's really dramatic. 
Right. And the way he does it, which is very, very, you know, just still faced, and he just talks calmly, and he's, it's gnarly, like Jokerish villain. Yeah, he's not yeah. just after him and being all like, "I'm a bad guy." It's so compelling because your brain goes, "This is not what I should be seeing," mm-hmm. and yet it's still happening. Yeah, and we get him telling him, "Scott, you should have done your reading." The Nogitsune feeds off chaos and strife and pain, and all morning you took it from Isaac and the coach and the deputy, and now I all that pain is in you, and I want you to give it to me and. And, you Gnarly. know, I tricked everyone. And then Deaton shows up and he's oh like, God, everyone, yeah. what's up? <laughs> and he injects awesome him. Moment ever. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm sorry, yeah. it was traffic. I would have been here 10 minutes earlier. I'm sorry, <laughs> just, but I'm here now. <laughs> so what do you need? <laughs> Better late than never. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, but what a, like, hands down, I mean, just this episode, always to the next level. I didn't see that coming. And now I just feel like, where, you know, we're kind of stuck in this. Like, what's going to happen? Obviously, we've poisoned the fox, but, you know, it's still not dead. Right. So, like, how is this going to affect Styles going mm-hmm. forward? Let's go ahead and talk about our predictions before we do the interview with you. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it looks like Styles is put. It puts himself sort of in like an in, insane asylum for a moment because you know he, we get that conversation in the previews where he says to Scott, um, you know, I can't hurt you if I'm here, and Scott says, I can't help you if you're here, and we see, you know, he later is going to be injected and with an sedative, which will put him to sleep, and he's like, I can't go to sleep, I can't go to sleep, so I'm pretty sure the Nogitsune is coming back, and I'm glad we got this episode where we kind of got to see what this villain can do, because a lot of times, you know, shows will show us, here's the bad guy, but we never get that wild episode where Mm. we get to actually see what they're capable of, so I think that was just the beginning of what the Nogitsune Mm, can do, but it was nice to see that. As a prediction, I'm going to say, you know, there's always this idea that through the arc, you know, these bad things happen, and we'll we'll wind up fixing it all, and everything will be back to normal, and it's just Mm -hmm. the journey, and I think that we want to show you that maybe that's not going to be the case. Maybe things will be altered forever, and it's not, you know, who knows? Maybe Styles will never be back to normal, but it's not going to be so pat and so easy that that you can just know, oh, whatever happens, the hero can't die at the end, and it's all going to be fine, and because that's not interesting. So they're setting up, you know, it's something that you don't think might happen could very well happen, and it could change an entire arc of the show, you know, from here on after. And and that may or may not happen. I'm not going to tell you, but it's certainly available (laughs) now. Um, I feel like Peter always wants all the power that he can get. So I kind of thought last week, I thought maybe he would bite (laughs) Styles, knowing the Nogitsune's in Styles. And I don't know if that could affect him because I just feel like he would want the Nogitsune in him if he could. Oh, like pop it out of Styles. I'm going to say to that, that when Peter asked Styles authentically for the bite back in the first season, and Styles said no, I think Peter respects that, and I don't think he ever would do that to him. Oddly, he has odd respects for people. Interesting, yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's a yeah. bad guy, but in a way that he goes, okay, I, and he he wants to care for that and honor that. Right. I don't think Peter would ever do that. Hmm. All right. Well, then I was wrong, I think, <laughs> um, <laughs> in a nice way. Um, let's go ahead and get into our interview with Ian. So, I just wanted to know, I'm sure the fans do too, like, what's one of your favorite on-set stories Mm -hmm. with the cast and crew? Something funny or adorable? Oh, (laughs) Lord. Every day is really a toss-up. 
On oh shoot! Anything. Anything. Because <laughs> we don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> right, you don't. I mean, it's it's literally like picking your favorite yeah, food. I mean, it's, the smallest thing. <laughs> um. I you know one time I think I may have even told this story before on some other show. Uh, some of the fight scenes can get really intense and really physical in the first season uh, with with uh, Posey. I ended up kicking him uh, so hard uh, that he fell down to the ground for 20 minutes, and we all had to sit down, and he was just writhing in pain, and I, that will always stick out in my mind. It was kind of it's Aww. funny looking back at it, and you're, like, mortified, like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry, and they're trying not to be mad at you, but mm-hmm. they're, right. he's like, no, it's fine, I'm going to be okay, don't worry, and you're just, you just feel so bad. That kind of thing happens a lot. Did he get lot. you back for that? You know, he would, would never. Oh, yeah. He would, seems he, like the sweetest like, guy. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. There's no not a vindictive bone in his body. Aww. We laugh about it now. Things like that happen a lot. Um, <laughs> there's lots of, you know, joking around with the makeup and, like, you know, when someone's wearing a funny, you know, like the uh, Jennifer when she was... Um, uh, the, the, the rock when she yeah. was all uh, set up. Haley, she would, you know, scare people because the mask was. You know, she would always <laughs> right. like just show up over your shoulder, just freak people <laughs> out. Things like that happen all the time. Do you miss the Durak? Do I miss? I mean, I miss working with Haley for sure. <laughs> Do I miss that face? God, <laughs> no. And you like walking at lunch, you would go the other direction. It's so disconcerting. Is the Durak? Yeah. Where is the Durak right game? now? The Durak face. Is it on set somewhere? Do they put it's, it in the lunchroom? No, I think it's in our special effects makeup trailer. Okay. Mm. Uh, for all to see. Who knows? Maybe it might come back. Maybe. You never Wait, know. Is it scary in real life? It's horrifying. <laughs> it's awful. I can't even speak to her. I'm like, we'll talk and I'll be like, um, oh, God. Stop. Just don't. What's like a future role you would want to play? On any show or, or film, what's like something you really would, would um, like to do? I would like to do something that uh, is not recognizable as me. I would like to be a completely mm. different person. Uh, that's like not something a, transformative. Something transformative that is such a departure from normal that you really lose the idea of, of the actor and the person you may know about or think mm-hmm. about. If I can make people believe that and still enjoy myself and have fun... That to me is uh, that's the kind of work Daniel Lewis does. And mm-hmm. The characters right, that exactly. he plays, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not associating myself with that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. that kind of work, as opposed to just like I don't want to be an action star, I don't want to be James Bond, or I don't want to do just specifically, but mm-hmm. something that's unrecognizable. Right. That to me, I think, like when um, you know when Jared Leto did um, Dallas Buyers Club, that the kind of that kind of work, right. yeah. that's gear that I'm like. That's what we really want to be able to do, right? And, and I and I hope, and I don't know if I can, but I'd like to try, and we'll see. I but mean, you're in the makeup room. Have you ever tried any on? Do you feel like you could do the character like Jared Leto? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just, have you worn makeup, makeup for a character? You like know that? what they say: if you're not afraid of the challenges of the role, you probably can't do it. Mm-hmm. So anyone that's that says mm-hmm. I'm, I can absolutely do this, that director would be a little bit leery. And I think you need to have a, a really healthy uncertainty to try to make these things happen. Right. Absolutely. Um, so it's good to be, it's good to be scared and think I, I and and I'll even further to think maybe I can't do this. Mm-hmm. I don't think right. I'm good enough. And then have someone say, you can let me help you get there. That absolutely. would be that's the kind of director you want to work with, and that's how you right. can make some magic. 
So June came up with this fantastic question. I mean, you guys all look so great on screen. And she was wondering, you know, what's a fitness or health tip that you would give? What's your favorite exercise? And, you know, what's, like, your diet like? Um, You know, we were shooting high-definition high cameras that really see everything. So you... <laughs> You have to avoid the bad, the bad stuff, the sugars and and the fats and and smoking. And if you know, you can drink a little bit, but you gotta you know, can keep that under wraps. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to just exercise your whole body and be, you know, health is not just like not eating a junk food. It's a whole idea, right? It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And if you and, and there's a lot of vanity, obviously, in our profession. But if if you want to you know, look a certain way, you have to, it's, you got all of it. You can't just right. take two days off from, you know, all the crap that you do all week, <laughs> you know, the day before you shoot, it's a whole thing. Right. And if you don't want to do it, then that's fine. And you look like you look and that's cool. Um, but you have to give into that. Do you go. have like a favorite exercise? you like jumping rope. Like what's the, your like go-to, do you go running? You know, I, I, I work out a lot. I like to lift weights. Um, it's not obvious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You look, you look so fantastic. Oh, God. I mean, Thank it's you. when guys lift weights, it's obvious. So, guys, go to the gym. I <laughs> mean, it's it's important for everybody. Um, I do – that's like a daily thing. It's like it's a habit, and if I mm-hmm. don't do it, I, I – it, I don't get the pheromones or not fair what do you call them uh, endorphins mm-hmm. so I start to you know you get a little weird but then after that uh, cardio wise is uh, tennis I play tennis with Colton oh. Haynes and I spend many many hours thinking about how to beat him <laughs> so he's that good he's that good and he'll text he'll taunt me on text but that's I would play two or three times a week with him um, and during the summer we do and we go out and run around and that's that's my favorite exercise because it's it's fun and you're outdoors. getting all your stuff and it's right. outdoors and you're not thinking it, that it's as bad as it is because mm-hmm. you're playing a game. So so what other projects are you working on right now or what can what can we look forward um, to seeing you in? I know this takes up so much of your time. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate to fit in. I'm doing um, a very extended arc on Chicago PD, which is an NBC show oh, that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. uh, it's in the middle of its airing right now and I'm in the, the this, uh, second half of the, the season play fantastic character on that and my episodes will start in about three weeks and I get to work with a phenomenal actor named Jason Begay um, who you've seen in a million things and uh, it's a departure from Teen Wolf because you know it's just straightforward show and just actors sit down at the table and talk to each other and so it's a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really excited about that it's a lot of traveling and it's a lot of hard work and it's Beyond freezing temperatures outside, (laughs) Um, it's painful. But uh, I'm excited to to have that be on, and I want I want everyone to watch it. Um, We definitely Wednesday nights on NBC. What's that? What what time? Do you know what time it is? Yeah, it's on. It's on nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, guys. Nine o'clock central. Nine central. On Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Yeah. We are going to promote that. We're going to love it. We're going to watch you, and we're just so excited that you could be with us tonight. It's always such a pleasure having you in studio. The fans. Just they would not stop talking about you all day. Shut My phone was up. blowing up with Twitter comments. Really? They were so excited for you to come Aww. in. Oh, guys, if you're watching, thank you. That's awesome. I love you. And we were, you know, we oh were so God. excited too. We host the show because we're such big fans. So Absolutely. thank you again for coming in. Where can the fans follow you? What's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's my name at Ian Bowen. I A N B O H E N. I'll try to respond to everything I can. I, I read all, most of them, and I. And I'll be there with you and and, uh, and participate as much as I can. 
Thank you so much, Ian. And June, Thank where you can so we much. find you? Uh, Miss MS underscore June Lee. All right, guys. And you can find me at Cinematic Escape on Twitter. Thanks again for joining us. And tune in next week yep. for a special guest. Follow them. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.